0: recorded live.
1: you had a wonderful week. I hope everything went well for you. hope you had plenty of time with the Lord, took time out to be with the Lord in your everyday business. Like I'm always talking about, the more time you spend with Him, the more you'll get to know Him. And the closer you'll get to Him. But um, anyway, before we get started tonight, I want to uh, tell all the downloaders. Anyway, first of all, I got a call from a brother in Holland yesterday afternoon, and then again last night, and his name is Roel, or R-O-E-L, and I would appreciate any of you praying, downloaders, to please pray for him and ask that the Lord's will be done in his life. He he thinks he doesn't have long to live, and uh, I asked him how he wanted us to pray, and uh, He's ready to go home. He's ready to go home and be with the Lord. But anyway, I want you to I want you to pray the Lord's be Lord's will be done in his life because if that is the Lord's will, he'll do it. Yeah, we have that prayer promise in First John. We ask anything according to his will. He heareth us. And if we know he heareth us whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petition we desire of him. So that's the safest and wisest thing to pray is God's perfect will to be done. And keep him in your prayers, and um, I will definitely hear from him again, Lord willing, if he's able to call me back. Anyway, tonight we're going to be in um, Revelation chapter 16. We're going to go back to the paragraph in 15 and come down through there again. I think there's a couple of things I want to go over or make some comments about some of Things that I didn't make the other night. I think that there's some things there. But um, another thing, I learned a lot last night from listening to this brother. There's so much. Cra- I'm not and, and forgive my uh, crass language, but there's so much crap that's being put out amongst the Anglo-Israel truth or the uh, among, amongst our persuasion that's what the word I use all the time that there it, as bible teaching that it, which is nothing but pure unadulterated not only heresy false doctrine but nothing but opinionated bs and like i said forgive my crass language but that's all it is all right not you absolutely no scripture to back up anything, just opinions of some YouTube clip they've seen. And, and th- there's brothers out there that are looking for some comfort and truth from the Word of God. And when this, this person I'm talking about, in specific, specifically one individual, never uses the word Jesus Christ, never uses
2: the Word of God to back up anything he talks about. I've listened to him before. And he's nothing, okay? He's nothing. Nothing but a wolf in sheep's clothing. Anybody that can't
1: can call themselves supposedly, quote unquote, a minister of the gospel and not be able to give a fellow brother, any comfort in the scriptures? That's where our comfort lies, brother. David, turn to uh, Romans chapter fifteen and read verse four.
3: Okay. Please.
1: It's through the end, brother Chad. You turn to Second Corinthians chapter one. Okay. These people out there that's got to li- they they learn a li- see something on YouTube that's it, that they think they can tie in. With some of the stuff they're talking about, it tickles the ears and it draws it, it that's what Paul warned about in second Timothy about the ear ticklers. He also warned about it in First Timothy, and I'm telling, just because it sounds good, you can't go by your feelings. Your feelings, you may feel good one day, and the next day you may not feel good. Just because you get a feeling don't mean it's right. If they don't have a yardstick to back it up, that's why absolute truth is so important. It is a necessity, especially when it comes to eternal life and eternal death. It's the difference between life, eternal,
2: and everlasting damnation. hear what I said? Eternity with the Father, or an eternity
1: with the Jews they're always talking about, and the wickedness in hell. Remember the rich man that lifted
2: up his eyes in hell, and he called on who? Father Abraham. Well, he couldn't have called him Father Abraham if he wasn't from Father Abraham. I'm telling you folks, be careful. If somebody spends you some yarn
1: and doesn't get, don't give you Scripture to back it up, they better tell you it's just their opinion. Because if they don't, because they're such so, sheep follow, okay? That's the reason God calls preachers and teachers. They have we have a responsibility
2: for the truth. Are we absolutely one hundred percent right all the time? There's nobody got all the truth. But I'm getting so tired, and this, this ain't the first time I've heard it. I just hadn't said all that much about it lately. There's so much bald faced wine.
1: With nothing to back it up and people sucking it down like sweet Kool-Aid or sweet tea as we we drink down south. Brother David read Romans fifteen four.
4: For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Comfort of the scriptures
1: you got that? That's where your comfort lies. The Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit of God works through this book. My God, I've been going on four years, and I'm I rant and slobber and scream about
2: it all the time. I'm not making it up. Brother Chad reads Second Corinthians chapter one, verse one through five.
0: Paul, no, just start at verse 3 and read through verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You got that. You know
2: how he's going to comfort you? He's going to comfort you with the indwelling Spirit of God through the Word of God. Two verses. What I'm telling you, backed up with Scripture, and I could, would you want to go to the Psalms and spend the rest of the night in Psalms? These people make me sick. They're bastards, you hear me? They're bastards without a father. Breaks my heart and makes me mad. You get somebody called, claims they're called to teach or, or called to preach and can't, quote, rub two verses of Scripture
1: together, you better get away from them. I don't care how slick their talk is. I don't care how much they can badmouth a Jew or talk about the
2: race. I don't care. You better run. You don't believe you think I'm telling you a lie, take it to the Father in prayer. He'll tell you
1: if the Spirit of
2: God dwells in you. Makes me sick. That's the reason I've been, I, I, I don't, I'm not always screaming. Listen, folks,
1: listen, listen. I'm not the end all be all when it comes to learning the Word of God. I'm just a tool, an instrument used by the Lord, and I'm obeying my calling. That's all I am. Just a man. I'm a sinner saved by grace that loves the book.
2: And loves my Lord and Savior, and knows Him personally, where I can boldly go into the throne of grace and talk to Him. It's called sonship. It's He's my big brother, He's my Savior, He's my King, He's my Lord. He's my God, brother David. Turn to First Timothy chapter one, read verse
1: six, three, and read verse sixteen.
2: Okay. First Timothy three sixteen.
4: Okay. And without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh.
3: Jesus Christ is
4: his
2: name. You got it? Not Yahweh. Not
4: Yahuwah. Go ahead, brother. Justified in the spirit. Seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Glory. Great is the mystery of godliness. Your father
1: walked this earth, the God-man. And the mystery is great. How could that possibly be, see? That's why it's a great mystery. That's why the church, the elect of God, the bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh, that's why it's a great mystery. You can't explain it. I can't explain it either.
2: I just believe it. That's what faith is all about. I'm so sick and tired. There is of all this, oh this
1: is so so cool cause it's new and it's not like the Judeo-Christian,
2: see. Want to be different. Where's the fruit? Please show me the fruit. Show me the righteous living. Show me the righteous speaking. Show it to me, please. What fruit is hanging off the limbs of these false shepherds? is rotten to the core. Ye shall know the tree
1: by the fruit it bears. That's the God-man's own words, the Lord Jesus Christ. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess
2: that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, I can prove everything I'm saying because I've got a 12-inch ruler that's
1: absolute truth the only book in the world that tells you where you come from and where you're going and that you can know for
2: sure you're going the
3: only book
2: in the world it's not just black letters on white paper And it's not a rule book for you to live a good life. It's from eternity to eternity. The living words of the living God. And if you don't know it, you got no business, not none, spewing off and trying to lead anybody anywhere. Because you're nothing but a Pied Piper. I don't care if you're snow white. Because you're saved by grace. That's what the book says. And it'd be just like me to start rolling out names, okay? But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to stoop that low. But believe me, I want to. Bad. Telling somebody not to pray
1: to the Father in Jesus' name. My God, my God,
2: what a reprobate lying bastard. The Lord said, if you ask anything from the Father to ask in his name, can I get an amen? Amen. Brother David. Amen. Anyway, on that bright note,
1: Brother Dave, open us in a word of prayer.
4: Yes, I will. Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight, and i I pray, Lord, that anyone who's listening or has listened to words from so called ministers or should I say meanesters, amen, speaking hateful and mean words, tearing down our Lord Jesus Christ and The hope of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ by which we stand before the Father right now by the blood of Jesus. Lord, I just pray that those people would be soundly corrected by the word of God and by the Spirit working in their lives. And I pray that a humbleness would come upon them before they're scourged for their nonsense. But let it be according to your will. And tonight, Lord, I, I pray for Roel in Holland, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus that your will would be done in his life. I pray if it's health that you want for him, let him be raised up from sickness and disease. Well, to do the work you want him to do. And if, Lord, it is acceptable that he passed it from this life and enter through the veil to be with you, then I pray it is done quickly and with joy and that he di- dies with a smile on his face, which I've seen people do die with a smile and point and eyes light up as they enter into the glory. I pray that for him, Lord, if that's your will. And I pray tonight that the Holy Spirit speak. throughout all the scriptures that we read tonight and magnify the Lord Jesus and I pray that the Father is delighted in this scriptural words that we bring forth tonight not for our will, not for our name not so that people can think highly of any of us who speak forth the word but that the lord jesus christ the lord jesus christ would be magnified and glorified here tonight because there's none of us who are worthy of even uh to stand in his shadow or or to even kiss the sandals of his feet but yet we can through the blood of jesus enter boldly into the throne room of grace and So tonight, Lord, we enter in and and with humble hearts acknowledge the Lordship of the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ himself. And we ask for mercy. We ask that you cleanse us by your blood, that you make us vessels afresh who are worthy to receive the word of God and to change for your glory. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. 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 Amen i if I offended
1: anybody, I'm sorry. And then again, on the other hand, I'm not sorry. Okay? Because what I said was true. Everything I said was gospel truth. Okay? But it, it, I don't care how much they talk about me. I could care less. That just led, they're letting somebody else rest, okay? But if what bothers me is to affect another brother or sister's life that loves the Lord and are being told the wrong things. That I'm talking about, that I'm not just a little bitty something being wrong, but I'm talking about absolutely the total wrong things that that's contrary
2: to to 2,000 years of church history. I'm sick and tired of it. And it just, it, it aches me up. And if I got in the flesh and you think I did, then
1: I apologize if I offended you. But like I said, I'm not apologizing for the truth that I said. Maybe I should have been more calm, but I can't. I, if, if, if you'd have had to been there, okay, that's all I can tell you. Then your, your heart may have been broken as well, folks. Everybody that said ain't what they say, what they say they are, okay. We live in a world that is turned upside down with lies. Ben haven't you y'all know this?
2: We've been lied to from every corner. The most important thing. The most important say it one more time
1: and then we're gonna get into the study. The most important thing in your life while you're breathing God-given air is your relationship with the King of kings and with the Lord of lords. Because that relationship
2: has everything to do with eternity. And God forbid the day that this old preacher would ever
1: have any kind of audience whatsoever and not glorify my
2: King and my Savior. Because you know what the book says? It
1: says that you really can only call Jesus Lord by the Spirit of God. Did you know that?
0: Amen.
2: And, you know, and it ain't no Jew, the one that's doing the mouthing. Hmm. Revelation, chapter 15,
1: paragraph mark, Brother Dave, if you can start there. One
4: verse, Philippians 2.11. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen.
1: But I quoted a while ago. Amen.
4: Amen. Revelations fifteen verse five. And after that I looked, and behold the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials, full of the wrath of God, who liveth forever and ever.
1: Okay, let me stop right there. Okay, folks, we've been through... We've been through the seventh seal book. We got down to the sixth seal. And don't forget the ones that's opening the seals. Remember the one that took the book? The lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world? We're fixing to get into the wrath of God on a a Christ-rejecting, unbelieving world. And you're going to see the angels proclaim the righteousness of God and the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ over and over again, because this is some bad
2: stuff And when we get in this wrath we're not appointed to
1: wrath we have there is no, no reason for you to worry about this wrath. No reason whatsoever, because over and over again, Paul tells us, we read the verses last week, we're not appointed
2: under wrath. We look for our blessed hope, the Lord Jesus Christ. But as is this, is this, these judgments are poured out,
1: as we go on down through here and we get into the next chapter, you're going to see why they're poured out, and you're going to understand something that I've told you in times past. I don't know if you remembered or not, but I want you to this to settle in your mind.
2: This judgment from God never brings repentance. Did you hear what I said? The judgment of God never brings repentance. I didn't say the chastening and scourging
1: of the Lord for one of his sons. I said the judgments of God. You get your repentance comes from his grace and mercy
2: and love. That's where repentance comes from. That's not my opinion. That's what the book says. As we go further on down through here, you you should be starting to understand why I have
1: brought to your attention so many times over and over and over and double over over and over and over again about this time period called the time of Jacob's trouble. And that by the by Michael the archangel and repeated by the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a time like never has been since the creation of this place, nor ever shall be ever again. And that that these literal plagues that's coming. We're going to read about They're just as literal as they can be. They can be both literal and spiritual. They can be both. Because there's nothing ever, ever been like it, nor ever will be ever again, because it's all over shortly. Because at the end of of chapter 16, we're going to get to the end of the wrath being poured out. And then he's going to spend time dealing with, Mystery Babylon the
2: Great for two chapters. But the Father ain't playing. And the Lord Jesus
1: Christ is the one dealing out all this judgment because the Father's turned it all over to him.
2: Colossians chapter 1. See? Turned it all over to him. He's the
1: one that opened the seals to get this thing started. And he's going to be the one to finish it up. And everything that he's going to do is righteous and holy and absolutely in the right for him to do it. He has every right. We've been through 2,000 years of grace through faith. And even in the bad times, the mercy of God kept coming back, coming back, rising and falling of cultures.
2: But this is where it all ends, with the wrath of God. So I want you to keep that in mind, that the judgment of God never brings Repentance. It never brings repentance. What it does
1: is why it just shows. It'll it'll bring out the exact reason the Father's
2: doing what he he's allowing to be done. So keep that in mind. Try to picture it in your mind, these things we're fixing to hear about.
1: And just thank your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we don't have nothing to do with this wrath business. Nothing. Continue on, Brother Dave.
4: Revelations 15, verse 8. And the temple was filled with smoke, from the glory of God and from his power. And no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled.
1: Isn't that funny? That no man was able to enter. See, he's talking about about the temple in heaven. And later on, there's there's not going to be a temple associated whatsoever with the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ and where we dwell. There will be no temple there at all. The temple business is gone, gone away with, as we're going to find out in the latter chapters in the New Jerusalem. No need of a temple there, period. But right here, when he's talking about the temple at the present, where he's talking in the subject right here, it says no man could enter until the last plague. The seven plagues were fulfilled. So there's, you know, there's men there. Well, I mean, they're there, okay? Not a bunch of wispy spirits floating around. It's just as real as you on the other side of the Internet and me on this side, just as real as me speaking. It's just spiritual. You can never get a grip on something being real and spiritual and literal and physical and spiritual at the same time. You, you can grin a little bit. You can, you can smile a little bit because you'll understand more about what's
2: waiting in eternity. Next chapter. Chapter
4: 6. Revelation 16, verse 1. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways, and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image.
1: You know, that's the Lord warned about idolatry and worshipping images. And even back in Deuteronomy 28, when in the where the blessings and the cursings are at, there's a curse over there that never was fulfilled in the uh, in during the Old Testament times. Did you know that? There's one. I think it's chapter 28, verse 15. Brother Chad, if you will, real quick, run back to Deuteronomy 28 and look. I think it's verse 15. Okay. Let's see about these and sores. Remember how, they, doesn't it say, if we go down through here, you're going to notice it sounds familiar like the plagues in Egypt, see? A lot of these things sound like some of the plagues that fell on Egypt, but that was just a, that was child's play compared to what's coming. I think it's verse 15 in chapter 28, brother. I'm not sure.
0: But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shall thou be in the city, and cursed shall thou be in the field.
1: It's the one that talks about the bowls and the emrods and um, it's incurable, the itching. I forget which one of those it is, but it starts at verse fifteen it's right in. it's uh, maybe it's verse twenty five it's it's somewhere between fifteen and twenty
3: five
0: Mhm all right, sure, uh, okay, the Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he hath consumed thee from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption and with a fever. And with an inflammation, and with an extreme burning, and with the sword, and with blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. what.
1: That's still not the one I'm looking for. The one one I'm looking for specifically talks about
0: Ah, itchings.
1: Okay, go ahead. Okay.
0: Uh, So I'll just continue right from there. Because the Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shalt be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. And thy carcass shall be meat unto all fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the earth and no man shall fray them away. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt, and with the emeralds, and with the scab, and with the itch, whereof thou canst not be healed.
1: Incurable. See? Incurable.
0: The Lord shall smite thee with madness, and blindness, and astonishment of heart. And Mm -hmm. thou shalt grope at noonday, as the blind gropeth in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save thee. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: And it's going to, the darkness is fixing to come shortly. That darkness he just got through talking about, it's and God's going to keep his word. He always does. And people consider his long-suffering and his stretched-out
2: arm of mercy. They just take it for granted. But it's going to come to pass. Next verse, Brother Dave. You may be on mute, Brother Dave.
4: I was. (laughs) And the second angel (laughs) poured out his vial upon the sea. And it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea.
1: You see, in the first time he hit a third
4: of the oceans. This time
1: it's everyone it's it's all the salt water.
2: And it's the blood, not just blood, blood of a dead man. Think about that. He's taking vengeance on all the blood of the righteous that's been
1: shed. Everything that's coming to pass through here with these, this wrath that's poured out is deserved. And it was warned against for thousands of years. It was warned about. Old and New Testament. Preached and screamed by the prophets. The minor prophets is full of this stuff. Isaiah chapter 24 talks about this stuff. Isaiah chapter 32, all it's all through the Old Testament, all through it. I've told you at least four times in the past. This the 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 revelation of Jesus Christ. It's old Ninety Te- percent
2: of it's Old Testament scripture. Okay, that's what it is. It's scripture. Basically. Basically, the whole book is is nothing but Scripture. Blood of a dead man, okay? They got
1: the sores, the incurable sores on the ones that worship the image of the beast and take the mark. Now, just think about the ones. Think about that. There's going to be people that go through this and get through it. And get through it. In Isaiah 24, that we've been to many, many times, it's going to talk about it. the Lord's going to just... Tear. Brother brother Chad, go back to Isaiah chapter 24. Okay. And he's going to, he's going to tell you, even with everything he's fixing to read to you, uh, there's going to be a few men left. There's going to be some that get through all this bad stuff in, in, a, in a time period that's worse than it ever has been, ever will be again. You cannot allegorize and spiritualize and metaphorize something that you have two witnesses that it's going to be worse than it ever has been or ever will be again. You cannot allegorize it away. The moment you try to put allegory into these Play into
2: the wrath of God, you've automatically made tried to make God out a liar. Because of the wickedness of man. Because of
1: what man himself has done. Or as the saying goes around in the world, what goes around comes around, folks. Or as the new agers call it karma. <laughs> Okay. Are you ever? You want the scripture? You reap what you sow. Christ denying world sowed wickedness and rejection. All their cries
2: for mercy will be heard. Brother Chad, start at verse fifteen.
0: Isaiah chapter twenty-four verse fifteen. Wherefore, glorify ye the Lord in the fires, even the name of the Lord God of Israel in the isles of the sea. For the uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs, even glory to the righteous. But I said, my leanness, my leanness, woe unto me. The treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously. Yea, the treacherous dealers have dealt very treacherously. Fear and the pit And the snare are upon thee, O inhabitant of the earth. And it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit. And he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean, dissolved the earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed like a cottage and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it and it shall fall and not rise again. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high and the kings of the earth upon the earth and they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit and shall be shut up in the prison and after many days shall they be visited then
1: okay. it must be the verse i'm looking for must be prior to verse 15
0: okay what's in your verse that
2: you that you want and few men left yes that's
0: in verse 6
2: Okay, read verse 3 through 6 then.
0: The land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled, for the Lord hath spoken this word. The earth mourneth and fadeth away, the world languisheth and fadeth away, the haughty people of the earth do languish. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant, Remember Therefore, that
1: Remember that angel preaching the everlasting covenant?
0: hmm Continue. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. There you go.
1: After everything that's going on, that's called, I've told y'all that's called the apocalypse of Isaiah, or the little apocalypse, where Isaiah talks about it. You got, it talks about that burning in Malachi. Talks about, Amos talks about it. Nahum talks about it. Zephaniah talks about it. Like all this stuff, it's in the Old Testament,
2: folks. And God's going to bring it to pass. He's going to bring it
1: to pass. All right, Brother David, continue on. The verse.
4: Verse four, and the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood.
1: Okay, now then, the fresh water is hit. The rivers and fountains of waters. Now they're going. They become blood, just like Egypt, just like Egypt. Up above the salt waters, hit. all the seas instead of a third like it was previously. This is the second go around here, and this is the final
2: one. And now the rivers are turned to blood, undrinkable sores, incurable sores and boils. You
1: could even make that. You could even make that spiritual if you wanted to, for the allegorist. Either one, either way, you could you could go from, from the inner heart of man. Like the Lord said, He knew what was in man, and then He give you a list of every kind of sin you can imagine. He knew that was in man. That see, that's the sin in man. That's
2: inside man. You got it inside man. And it put and it works its way. You could you could see if He's going to allegorize it, you'd say,
1: "Well, this is really." The the wickedness of sin and it works its way its way out. It's a putrefication process, and it what's inside the heart comes out and shows on the outside. See? You could make, you could allegorize verse
2: three like that. That's the way they do it, folks. But that's always been
1: that way. See, ever since. Chapter 11 of, of Genesis, after the flood. You know what's a remarkable thing, if you ever stop and think about it? The first time the Lord destroyed this earth, he did it with water. The first time it's recorded, he did it with water. Okay? Put caveat in there. And before he destroyed the earth, he said he got two groups of folks out. He got one group. He got one out by catching him away and taking him without dying. And he preserved the other bunch by building a boat. He got them through it. Do you hear what I said? He took one out. Didn't have to put up with Didn't have to go through none of it. None of the wrath. And the others,
2: he got through it. With the protection of the ark you you get you you
1: get what I'm saying brother david both, yes both mhm
4: the parallel's there
2: yeah. parallel's absolutely there folks Water become blood, these people were imagine the ones
1: going through this. Imagine the Israelites that's going through this, the 144,000 from every tribe. Imagine them going through all these things that you're seeing right here, and the other bunch,
2: the two classifications, remember, and their kids are starving to death. And all they have to do is take a mark,
1: or worship an image. Can you just think, just think, what would you do? Say you were in that position. See, praise God, you you trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in the heart, not intellectually, but in the heart. You don't have to worry about none of that stuff.
2: You don't have to worry about none of this rat. period.
1: You think you're good enough to get through it without that? Without the, the covering of the shed blood of Jesus Christ? To as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The ones that, oh, there's no Jesus. Christ's name,
2: no, no, you don't, no, Uh, yeah, Uh uh-huh, I don't know how you study the Bible, folks, I don't know if you, I don't know if you do any meditating,
1: okay, when I say meditating, I'm not talking about cross-legged yoga or no junk like that, I'm talking about spending a long time and verse by verse and stopping contemplating and letting the Spirit of God talk to you. And let the Spirit of God
2: influence your mind in certain directions. That's the way you hear from the Lord, from the book by the Spirit. From the book by the Spirit. Did you hear what I said? See, we live in a culture and a time period
1: where there's no time for anything, there's no time a lot. It, it, people use excuses, and sometimes they're legitimate. Some people have to work two jobs to make it through. Some people beat the road, beat the
2: streets, trying to find a job, trying to do what's right. But just imagine, just when the right
1: when righteousness was in the land, the fear of God was present. There is no fear of God now to speak of whatsoever.
2: Not even among believers. You know, what is that saying, Don? People mistake
1: kindness for weakness. That's the world's way of saying something. Well, a a lot of people take God's mercy and grace for for. And make him into this big old fat, long haired, bearded God sitting on a throne, an old man that
2: wouldn't hurt a fly. And God, Father, you know I speak reverently. They're going to get what to do. Next verse, brother.
4: Yes. Isn't it interesting that the grace of the blood of Jesus rejected became judgment by blood?
1: Yeah, that's it, brother. Amen. 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 Perfect connection, brother. Good stuff. Verse
4: 5, And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shalt be, because thou hast judged thus.
1: Absolutely, he's righteous in his judgment.
4: Absolutely
1: righteous in everything he's doing. It's hard for a finite mind to under to, well, you can't. Paul said you can't know the mind of God. His his ways are his ways are unsearchable. The only thing, only part of the mind of God you can know, you can know is to the revelation of the Spirit of God through the
4: Scriptures, folks.
1: And when you try to start with it, you you try to go at this book pragmatically or in a naturalistic sense, trying to figure it out, it's pure foolishness. See,
2: God makes foolish the wisdom of this world. Every time you turn around, he's making foolish the wisdom of this world. Understanding a righteous,
1: sinless, holy, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God that's everywhere at the same time that's in everything. That knows everything that's going on all the time, from end to beginning. Knows what's going to happen before it ever happens. You can't even talk, you can talk about it. There's been books upon books upon books upon
2: libraries upon libraries written about the subjects, and you can't you can't understand. That's That's what faith is all about. The subject of things hoped for,
1: the evidence of things not seen. That's the biblical definition of faith. And without it, it's impossible to please him.
2: You're that impossible. See?
1: Impossible. <laughs> impossible. You know what that means in the Greek? It means impossible.
4: Next verse, brother. Verse six For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy.
1: Absolutely, they're getting what they deserve. Continue, brother.
4: And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments.
1: Twice, didn't it?
4: Twice, twice. The angel's telling you again that these
1: judgments are righteous. They're the right thing. Everything's justified. Verse 8, brother.
4: And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire.
1: It talks about that in Isaiah 62, chapter 62. It talks about it um, in a couple of more places. The sun's going to be, the sun's going to scorch men, and yet you're fixing to see it's going to be dark as well. Wild stuff. You can't comprehend it. Neither can I, because it's too bad. It's 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 too horrible. There's never been. There's Hollywood had never touched what the wrath of God's going to be like, because it's going to affect everybody. The even the ones that get through. It's going to affect everybody that's left on this plane
2: when these vials are poured out. And guess what? This
1: is not even hell. Do you hear me? This is not even the lake
2: of fire. This is not the torment that lasts forever and ever. Uh huh. Yeah. How would you like
1: to have to go through all this? With so all these we ain't got through them yet, and then still
2: get thrown into the lake of fire. See, that was prepared for the devil and his angels. Never meant
1: never, ever was meant for a human being.
2: Never. Continue, brother.
4: And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God which hath power over these plagues and they repented not to give Him glory.
1: There you go. You can't if the Spirit of God dwells in you, you can't imagine that, can you? Can you imagine this happening and they know that
2: it's God and they repented not to give Him glory? They were blaspheming, blaspheming the name of God, which had the power over these things. And
1: they repented not to give him glory.
2: Which proves
1: the total depravity of man. It proves the total depravity of man.
2: Okay? The man's will is something else, isn't it? You would think with everything that's come down so far, that it would turn
1: people. But I told, you to start, I told you earlier, judgment never brings about
2: repentance. It never does. Verse 10, brother.
4: And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they nod their tongues for pain. Okay. Here is a darkness where the sun is
1: heating them up and scorching them, and the sun is so bright that it's scorching them, but yet there's no light. It's a a different kind of darkness. Remember that darkness in Egypt? This is a different kind of darkness. They can feel there's something
2: it it's just it's just different. Something that you and I can't comprehend. You're burning up yet you can't see. And yet you, you, you can you can't not only you can't see, but
1: you feel what you can't see. And that's crazy. You can't you feel what you can't see. And they gnawed their tongues for pain, yeah, surely to goodness they're going to turn they're going to see the their wayward deeds in turn, and by the way, it tells you here, this answers the question of Revelation thirteen: Was that a man or a system or a form of government that it was talking about? No, it's a king and a kingdom, it's a place, and it's a person. Verse 10 tells you that. So all the people out there trying to spin it into not being an individual and allegorizing the son of perdition into some way or some system trying to take the way. The world has a system. It does. Okay? As we get into the next two chapters, that's going to deal with, with mystery babylon we're going to go we're going to be talking about system and a place at the same time it, it, this right here
2: is definitely a person with a kingdom it's a man verse 11 brother
4: and blasphemed the god of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared.
1: Um, now this is, the, the the sixth angel poured out a vial upon the river Euphrates. You know why Euphrates is important, folks? It's because that's the cradle of civilization
2: for this world
1: that we live on. How many times have I talked about things going in circles? It's only fitting that things should wind up where they begin
2: only fitting the river Euphrates is mentioned 25 times it was the original border of east and west for David's kingdom tells you that in Joshua Joshua And
1: you're making way for the kings of the east might be prepared. Not only do these people not repent of their deeds and give glory to God, with all the bad stuff that happens, they get ready and they plan to fight God. There's there's more there there's more here. Then we could talk about for the next two hours. We could speculate on all the futuristic stuff and things with uh, the the anointed cherub running the show. We could get into the you know the the fake space stuff, the fake alien invasion stuff. We could get into all that that's going to take put to have a part in this very last battle when man finally shows his hand where he fights his creator. His judgment never brings repentance, folks. And then you've got the two classes of individuals that make it through this stuff. My God, my God. And now all the other time, all the for 2,000 years, they've heard the grace of God, some of them, for all their life, they some Southerners that that's went to church every Sunday all their life, and they've heard the little old country preachers preach the gospel every Sunday for forty-five, fifty years, and give a tell them they were tell them that they needed to receive Jesus Christ and they would hear the gospel, and the Spirit of God would convict their heart. And they would turn, they would reject that Spirit and turn from that Spirit, turn from that conviction year, Sunday after Sunday, year after year, until the Spirit still came, but there was no conviction because they were calloused. Are too proud. And it's going to be worse down south than it is anywhere else in the world because this place where I'm from has no excuse.
2: They call this place the Bible Belt for a reason. There's nobody. I've never run across a southerner
1: that hasn't had the opportunity to hear the gospel. Now, as we go, if, if the Lord carries and government continues to do what it's done so far and the son of perdition comes on the scene, they may be a small bunch that, you know, it may be a, a
2: new thing to, but it'll be too late then. It's going to be too late for some. Some folks don't even understand what conviction is. It's when you hear the
1: gospel preached and there's something that opens you up on the inside and tells you all about yourself. That's about the best way I know how to put it. It's when you start when you sit under preaching and you hear the gospel preached and you start sweating. And you know you think that that preacher is talking directly to you, and he don't know you from Adam, and he's pointing out stuff in your life that that like he's like he followed you around for thirty years and seen everything you did and and's calling it out and telling everybody about it. That's the way you feel on the
2: inside when you're under conviction. That's the Spirit of God letting you know that you're, you're no good, that you're a sinner, and that there's no one good, no, not one. And that's soothing there's a choice there. And I've explained it and I'm not going I'm going to just
1: say this. I've done explained the details for the elect over and over and over again. Not going to go into it again. Not at this specific moment. But there's still a choice. Choice has done been made in eternity. But still there's a choice for you. You don't know if it has or not
2: until you make the choice. See, it's like that iron side door I talk about. When you pour your heart out to God and you admit how
1: low down and sorry you really are and that you know there's no way to approach his righteousness without the Lord Jesus Christ, and you receive him? That's the choice I'm talking about. Even though for the elect of God, it was done before the foundation of the world, but you don't know that, see?
2: And the only way you ever will know is to make the choice. And let me tell you something. If you think it's intellectual, you've got another thought coming
1: the devils know all about the gospel of Jesus Christ, the death,
2: burial, and resurrection, and they tremble. So it's not intellectual. Paul said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature.
1: The old, old things have passed away, all things have become new. If you don't remember a time or some time hearing the gospel, realizing that, and there
2: being some change in your life, some desire, some propensity inside that changes to where the desire to be different is there. And there's a problem. Just because of, I just quoted you the scripture, Paul tells the Corinthians.
1: He lists off a bunch of sins. He said you were this and some. You were this way in times past, but see now that they receive Christ, they're ashamed of those deeds. Just to go back, go read it, brother Chad or brother David, You know exactly where it's at it's in it's between first corinthians um five and seven, but no it's between um it's in five or six just type in the word uh um ashamed and it'll pop up in
2: corinthians okay I don't care what these people out here told you folks. What I'm telling you is tried and proven for two thousand years, okay Anybody could believe anything intellectually
1: that's why it has to drop eighteen inches to the heart then there has there's a that new birth that Peter talks about in First Peter one. That's what I'm talking about. That's that circumcision made without hands that you hear us always talk all all the time talking about that it That's when it takes place that's when that dead that dead individual on the inside becomes alive again, and he wants to go a different way than that old man. see that's the way you know. But if there hadn't been a change if that if that if you don't understand that inner battle if you don't if you don't know that's going on, you
2: don't have a clue you don't, you've never been there be like said be be like trying to tell
1: somebody what a home cooked Chinese meal was like when you had never been out of Cloud, Alabama in all your life If you lived in Clo, you can't do it. See, only somebody that's
2: experienced that can tell you about it. Brother David, you got it?
4: Yes. <clears throat> For if I have boasted anything to him of you, I am not ashamed. But as we spake all things to you in truth, even so our boasting, which I made before Titus, is found a truth.
1: No, Brother, it says, and such were some of you. Okay. It, and It gives a list of what they were. It talks about it. It, ta- it tells that some of them were effeminate, this, that, and the other, and, and said for those things they are now
2: in shame, It says, mm-hmm. and such were some of you." Okay. You see, folks, you got, you got, you, you got
4: a. I got it. Okay, brother, go ahead, read. It. First Corinthians six eleven, and such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye tell are them, sanctified. Tell them, tell them
1: what some of them were. Go above okay. there, brother. Yes,
4: that's good. First Corinthians six nine. Know ye not that the righteous shall not inherit the kingdom? The unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you.
1: Stop. You see what
4: I mean, folks? (laughs) Did you think I was making it up? Why don't the
1: Yahwehers tell you that? Why don't the Yahshuers tell you that? huh? Because they don't mess with the epistles. You know why? You know why that bunch out there don't mess with the epistles? Because it demands a change in your life.
2: It is That's where the real gospel is. That's why they don't like it. Because they ain't got it. Continue reading, brother.
4: But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, you see that list of folk what they, these, these people were? But they're not anymore.
1: Go over there, brother, and, and read them the verses where it talks about, um, Behold, old things passed away, all things become new.
4: Okay.
2: Any man be in Christ, he's a new creature.
4: I quote
3: it, I think you? it's First
4: Corinthians ten,
3: isn't
4: it? Uh, it might
0: be Second uh, Corinthians uh, five.
4: Yep, that's where it's 17. at. Yeah. yeah. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new.
3: You see,
1: the old things of those people, those Corinthians that passed away, something new has been added. It doesn't take away the desire, folks. It's there, it, it brings about two desires. That's the outward man and the inward man, the battle that goes on between the soul the inward man, the new man, and the old man that I talk about all the time.
2: If you don't have that battle going on, you ain't there. That's all I got to say. If you don't understand that, you ain't there. It's just like I said, you can't talk about it if you
1: ain't experienced it, and you you don't know it, period. You can't
2: even talk about it intellectually. Because you can, it's like I was telling brother, you you can everything that's done, every wicked thing you could think of that's done in
1: the flesh. You, under the right circumstances, at the right time, in the right frame of mind, at the right place with the right influence, you're capable of doing anything. That's done in the flesh by anybody else. You're capable of it. That's that's the sin that dwells
2: in you. That's what Father Adam brought upon all of us. That's why there had to be a Redeemer.
1: That's why it's His righteousness that gets you through
2: none of your own, because you have none. Because God made him to be sin for us
1: who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. In Him. Go read it, brother
2: Chad. Read it. I just quoted, but I want you to read it. It's in the Second Corinthians. What
0: chapter
1: is that? I, I, I forget what chapter it is, brother. It's in the in the first four chapters, I think, in Second Corinthians. Made him to be sin's way well, you pull it up. Just put made him to be sin for us and it'll pull it right up.
2: That's that's you got it? Yes.
1: Okay, hold it just a second. That's the reason that it was so tough in Calvary. You say, I thought we was in Revelation. Yeah, big deal. We need to
2: talk about this. Says the Spirit of God. That's the reason that cup was so tough to drink. Because in that cup held the wrath of God on sin. Your sin. My sin. The sin of the world. And he became the personification of sin on that cross. And the Father had to turn his back on his own son. That's why he said, Father, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because God the Father can't look on sin. He's too holy, He's too righteous. And when Christ became sin for us, the Father had to turn away. Read, Chad. For he hath
0: made him to be sin for us, Second Corinthians chapter 5, sorry, verse 21, last verse. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him.
2: Bingo. Bingo. And every bit of that stuff we've talked about for the last
1: 20 minutes goes along with that. All part of salvation, or as they call it in quote-unquote theological terms,
2: soteriology, the doctrine of salvation. And you didn't hear me use race one time, did you? That's a totally different subject. And see these people here in the Revelation.
1: They rejected all of that stuff. That's all foolishness. That's silly stuff. You trying to tell me that some guy hanging on a tree that was accused of something hung on a tree and died? You trying to tell me that the whole world's going to be uh, judged by him? <laughs> what a fantasy!
2: That's all fantasy. That's foolishness. You trying to tell me that some guy, some guy, who stayed in the grave for three days, three nights, and then came out? They've been looking for his body for over two thousand years and they ain't found it yet. Over four hundred witnesses seen him. You ought to read this book by a lawyer. That went out to try to disprove the resurrection. The name of the books: "Who Rolled the Stone Away."
1: I don't know if you can still find it. I don't know if you can still be if it's in print anymore, but it, it'll. It's a good book. Bias Bye. to the gill, trying to disprove the resurrection. Hey, folks, I've been trying to disprove it for over 2,000 years. It ain't, it ain't worked yet. And you know how many millions of lives have been changed by this gospel? You know how many
2: drunkards have got off alcohol? You know how many... Paul just
1: gave you a list of wickedness that that those people were that way. They weren't that way anymore. Now just in case, just in case you might think, Brother Chad turn to Ephesians five, just in case you might think you might have screwed up or something since this since you really become a Christian. Since you think you might have screwed up, and oh you've lost yourself, don't even get that in your head. Okay? I'm gonna show you what I've been telling you all the time. What I've been telling you for going on four years. I'm going to show you some that did, that did do that. I'm going to show you what happens if they didn't repent and get right. Paul's going to tell you about that in Ephesians 5. He's going to give you the list again, and then he's going to tell you what their punishment is.
2: It ain't hell, okay? It's a loss of inheritance. That's what I've been trying to tell you what
1: I have cried, and pleaded with you about. It's a loss of inheritance. Because once you're in Christ, you ain't never getting out. It's just like in the ark. They didn't get out. They couldn't get out of the ark because God closed the door. Noah didn't close it. The Father did. ever think about that? Brother Chad, you'll see a list. Just start at verse 1 and read down through there. You'll see. You'll get to it.
0: Yep, it's right here. Be ye therefore, Ephesians chapter five. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savour. But fornication, and all uncleanness, or covetousness, let it not once, let it not be once named among you, as becometh saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Bingo. You say there?
1: The loss of inheritance. But then he tells you the same stinking thing in 2 Timothy chapter 2 that we've read 50
2: million times. Folks, I'm telling you the truth. I'm not giving you my opinion. And we'll read that
1: one, the the, the million and second time, Brother David, we'll read it one more time And then we're going to to go on with Revelation. Because there's somebody that needs to hear this stuff. Somebody out there the Lord's dealing with. May be a downloader. Probably is. Probably more than one.
2: Because the Spirit of God is the one giving you this right now. 2 Timothy 2. Mm-hmm. You start with um
1: the foundation of God standing here the Lord knoweth them that are hid. you know, they um, uh, if we be dead with him we shall reign with him, you know, that mm-hmm. whole section.
2: Go ahead, read it. Second Timothy two
4: verse nineteen. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal The Lord knoweth them that are His, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use,
1: now, and pre-
4: and prepared unto every good work.
1: Amen. I want you to go up above um, where you started, nineteen, where it says, "If we be if we be dead with him, if we suffer with him,
3: mm-hmm.
1: we'll we'll reign with him." There's a Paul's list. Paul, Paul tells you it about the Christian life, okay? And here it comes.
4: Verse 11. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us.
1: That's, denying, be- that's denying an inheritance, folks. He ain't talking about denying himself. Go, you're in him. Go ahead, brother.
4: If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself.
1: Amen. That's enough. Whoever's out there, whoever's out there, that 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 understands the conviction now, and understands what I've tried to simplify the best way I know how. Well, the only way I know how. Done it for 40 years. You think about this, you make that choice. It's between you and God now. My
2: hands are clean. It's between you and the Lord and the devil. And then when you get inside the door and look on the
1: backside and see your name was there all the time, you'll be shouting, Hallelujah. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Revelation
4: yes verse 13 and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet mmm three
1: unclean spirits
4: these are devils that come out of
1: the dragon and they're gonna go and they're gonna well, go ahead and read it, brother
4: for they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and out and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty.
1: The great day of God Almighty, the battle when mortal man in the flesh with influence by the dragon fights his creator, the Lord Jesus Christ. All the talk about the battle of Armageddon—we're fixing to, we're fixing to get into it. We'll get into it later on, later chapters. Here in verse 15, the Lord slips a verse in and warns those people that are trying, that are that are putting up, having to go through all this stuff, but are still His, He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Matthew 24. This is His little warning to them.
4: Verse fifteen. Go ahead, brother. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame.
1: Brother Chad, turn to first Thessalonians chapter five and read verse four. And got nothing to do with us folks. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse four. We don't he don't he don't come we he don't come upon us as no thief.
0: This ain't got nothing to do with us. Go ahead. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief.
4: See there?
1: You're not in darkness. Remember the darkness back up here? You're not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Of course not. But he's coming as a thief, and he's warning these that are going through this mess with the ungodly to keep their garments. Verse 16, brother. We'll stop at the paragraph mark.
4: And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon.
1: Armageddon. Armageddon. Do you realize in this little place that it's talking about here through the centuries and the eons
3: that every
1: culture has been there? The Turks, the Saracens, the Christian Crusaders, Napoleon. Every, every swinging soul in the world, they've had battles there. And it's only fitting that the, this battle should take place. And what all it entails, you and I can't even fathom. But we'll get into it when we get to when the Lord
2: breaks the sky on the white horse later on. Any questions in the chat room? Brother Dave, you got anything you want to add? You or Brother Chad, either one. No, no, questions, I
0: no questions in the chat room, Brother, Brother
1: Don. Now, folks, I had no idea that I was going to say what I just got through going through for the last 30 minutes.
2: That's why I know it's the Spirit of God. be like I, like I told you
1: the other night, I, may have mentioned, I know I mentioned it. I don't talk about hell a lot. Okay? I don't talk about it. But it's just as real as Abraham's bosom was real. See, that's why the no-hellers try to get rid of Luke 16 as a parable. See, if they can get rid of that, they can get rid of hell. God, but they don't they number one, they don't know the Word of God, they don't know the Bible, they don't know nothing about the Word of God. They don't know where the thing where they don't they don't know squat. They just don't like it. So they get rid of it, or try to, and it won't work. Not if you believe the book. But on the other side of that great chasm is a place of torment. The other side was paradise and there was a great chasm in the middle, and on down below,
2: that was the bottomless pit, de abuso. You can't have Abraham's bosom without hell. You can't have Lazarus without the rich
1: man. Okay? And you know who talked about hell more than anybody else in the Word of God? The Lord Jesus Christ did himself. Paul never mentioned it.
2: You know that? Paul never mentioned it. Those are things you need to really think about. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your precious blood Thank you so much for the salvation
1: we have in your son. Yes. Because, Father, we have no righteousness at all. All all our righteousness is as dirty rags, filthy rags, used, well, bad stuff, Lord. Father, I thank you so much for that precious grace that you've bestowed on us, that unmerited love. You loved us so much that you'd give up your own son, who volunteered to go before the foundation of the world to take my place, to take my place, my sin, Don Spears, to take all my filthy thoughts and my filthy actions and the bad things and my just the, the pure sin that dwelleth in me to take it on himself and not only mine but the sins of the
2: whole world so that you could buy me back so you could redeem me. And for 2,000 years you've extended that arm of grace and mercy and love
1: to all those that would believe
2: I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Father. I lost for words sometimes.
1: Lost for words to be able to thank you. That the only you only thanks you want is for us to allow you to work out your will in our life. And to die to self. And to live for you. The best way we can. It's all done by you. The perfecting process is done by you. But you are so righteous and so just. That you won't go against our flimsy human desires. If we won't die to self to
2: allow you to work through us. And, Father, forgive each and every one of us
1: for our daily shortcomings and sins that we commit daily, Father, our foolish talking, our jesting, our vain imaginations, the thoughts that come in our mind, the actions we do, the things done in secret, anything, Father, we confess it before you right now, and I pray that you cleanse each and every one under the sound of my voice. Keep the fellowship pure between us and you. Give us back that first love. Anybody that's lost it, give it back to them, Father. Let them get back to where they first were, to where all oh, they could—they just weren't—they desire, they, they love to hear your word. They love to hear about you
2: for that desire is there again. Father, go with each and every one the rest of the weekend do we meet back Sunday night, Father.
1: And the ones that that spirit has convicted, may they make that choice. Make They make that heart decision, that change of heart. And give their heart to you and their life to you from the heart. We'll give you all the praise and honor for everything you do in our life, Father. Whether we think it's good or not, you asked us in everything to give thanks and we're giving thanks right now for everything in our life. Because we know it's your will. And everything that you've done and going to do in our life, Father, till we get to see you face to face. We thank you for we thank you for all of it, Lord. And ask all these things in the name of my precious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. Amen.
4: Contact information for Don Spears Ministry. Telephone number 334-397-2333. The email address is also the PayPal account for Pastor Don. It is the following. Respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. Again, that's respect to the Lord at Yahoo.com. Mailing address is three one five five Louisville Street, Apartment D one, Clio, Alabama, zip code three six zero one seven. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: Thanks, Brother David. Good job. Good job, Brother Chad and Brother Kevin. Thank you guys for being there in the chat room. God bless each and every one of you, and Lord willing and health permitting, we will see you Sunday, coming Sunday night. And, Brother Chad, give me a call tomorrow if you get a chance, Brother.
0: Sure thing, Brother. Love you
1: guys. We'll see you Sunday. Good night, everyone. Hey Pastor Don. Good night, Brother. God bless. Give me a call, Brother Dave, when you get a chance. Yes. Okay.
4: Good Good night, night, all. Good night. Eternity, time without end,
3: what profit can there be to gain this whole round world all your own then to step into eternity and find out there that you've lost your soul? Not one thing this world offers
0: you in exchange for your soul can take your guilt away
3: when time is no more. Jesus Christ is the only way. Reach out and believe. My friend, there's no chance in eternity
0: to change your destiny. Life here is the God.